Hello and welcome to Hoobins on the Go, episode 10. Yes, this is our 10th episode of Hoobins on the Go, and today I have Beefhead. Yes, hello. You can listen to me again. We have Kevin. Hello. We have Carol Ann. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> we have Texas Tim. Hello there. And we have Philip. Good evening. So today we're going to talk a bit about some news. I have a topic I want to discuss, and then we will be doing our commentary for Episode 9, Flatline. So first, let's get on to the news. First up on the news, uh, we have the official synopsis for The Magician's Apprentice. Where is the doctor when the skies of Earth are frozen by mysterious alien force? Clara needs her friend, but where is the doctor, and what is he hiding from? As past deeds come back to haunt him, old enemies will come face to face, and the Doctor and Clara's survival seems impossible. So, wow, wow! I can bring you so much from that. <sighs> no, you can't. <laughs> I can. Yeah. It's still there, but me. No, it's just like skies are frozen. I mean, the only thing we did know uh, was the, the frozen, the frozen plains in the sky. Yeah. You know, the only other thing we do know. I think is that Missy is in this one and that the dollar has started at some point as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would take that to be given yeah. anyway because one of the cast members they've announced is uh, Barnaby, is it Barnaby Lennon or something? Or Barnaby um, Edwards. Barnaby Edwards. Barnaby Edwards, sorry. Yeah. Barnaby yeah. Lennon was my old headmaster at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barnaby Edwards, yeah. Uh, okay, if we could be nice, Dalek. Here's, you know, here's everyone on the list here. Cast-wise. But I still say we're going to be, because you've got like Claire Higgins there, and you notice how her name is not being mentioned here, uh, her character names. So it's going to have to be, you know, uh, a calm thing at the beginning or well, something. We have her and then Kelly Hunter from the Shadow Proclamation. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I didn't realize that they were going to be jumping right into this, like, you know, because I heard about all this stuff and, you know, like unit and stuff, but I didn't know it was going to be the very first episode. Yeah. To be fair, Claire Higgins could be playing a different role. I mean, we don't know. It's no, unlikely. But, but you know what, though? But you know what, Jim? If that was the case, they would have just put up the name of the character that she's playing and not hide it. Well, she wasn't actually named in that miniseries either. She was just one oh. of the sisterhood. So. Okay, or, fair enough. But, I mean, chances are you're right. She's probably the same sisterhood leader. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, that's our list for character-wise. Right, is there, right, um, Elijah, is there, is, there, is there a young boy name in there somewhere? Because we yeah, were there is. Is that the one there? Dar Darshan Anderson. Darshan Anderson. But he's a bit of a wrong colour to be um, who we think it sh he should be. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's, um, we've got someone listed as a Chinese newsreader, US newsreader. I mean, they usually have that on the TV screens anyway. Yeah. And, uh, which sounds yeah, uh, uh, yeah. an African name, so yeah. I don't know. It, it, it could just be that you know, if you've got frozen skies, they're going to give you perspectives from every different point of the world. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily yeah. Yeah. read so much into that sort of type of thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I, I, didn't, I haven't heard about the frozen plane thing. So yeah. didn't you? Did you know that? Oh yeah, that's been going on for months actually. That's been going on for months. But well, that's. Yeah. But, there is a, but there is a reason for it. But I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to. Uh. But from what I've understood, I know I know well, why there's a friend. Last week, was there a load of Cybermen going up and just, you know, yeah. having a big bang-bang in the sky, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It doesn't give too, it doesn't give anything away. It just, 
you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. What I'm hoping for yeah. is, uh, you know, our, our fantastic um, Mr. Texas Tim Wells, he has a rule of two weeks. What does that mean? Uh, it's not my rule, it's BBC. <laughs> well, okay, but, you know, I, I've dubbed it the Tim rule of two. Uh, uh, because if there's a trailer to be had, a proper, a proper trailer for something like Christmas or a specific start of season, it all usually works on a two-week benchmark. Well, uh, and tomorrow, well, technically Saturday, is the premiere of Strictly Come Dancing, the new season. So we could have... After, it. after that... They could show one tomorrow. Does anybody know what's following Strictly tomorrow? No, I don't know. No, but I would say if you're going to get an episode trailer and yeah, your rule of two-week withstanding... I would take anything tomorrow. If, if, if not a trailer, it might be like at least a teaser. Yeah, we do have a thirty-second one for the for the first episode, a thirty-second trailer. Actually, we had two extended trailers for the series. Um, those oh. were designed to be seen online, pretty much. I think for us to discuss, I'm thinking what you'll get for this uh, this coming episode. First episode is going to be probably a thirty-second teaser, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And don't show that broadcast list. Don't show that. Okay. Don't. The broadcast details. Ugh. Sick. Oh, because the Netherlands are showing it two days after. I don't got the channel. I got BBC One, so... Has there been an that. announcement about what time it'll be on? Right. Still, I'm, I'm thinking, from what I looked up, if it strictly is on at 7.15, I'm thinking it will be on at 8. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's the normal, that's the normal run of the timing. Right. Now, now strictly is on tomorrow at 7.15. Right. In my TV bag. Um, after that, um, at 8.35, we've got a National Lottery. So, um, typically come for the first one, typically gone for at least another an hour and 20, is that 15 minutes? An hour and yeah, 15. but last year you did have a couple of weeks and then they pulled the time forward slightly. Strictly yeah. came forward slightly, um, then the episode times changed slightly. I think the only one that was slightly different was the Mummy on the Orient Express. Well, then, the, the, the idea of mild terror to it, I think we, we did theorise at the time. Yeah, but... but I think when you have X Factor, which is the main other competition, and the other thing, it goes from the audition to the live show, I think they'll probably jig about with it anyway and move it slightly. So yeah, it's yeah, a bit fluid. The, the, that uh, National Lottery program is uh, it's episode 7 of 8, so next week, will be the last, next, week uh, next Saturday afterwards will be the last one, and something else is going to be there. Well, yeah, I read it. I read it uh, on, the, on a website uh, that the time is going to be... Uh, next week, you know, uh, to reveal in the UK. Sorry. Oh, yeah, of course it will. Yeah. I mean, it should be in a few days, because if you look at the website, it, it, it's like yeah. always like uh, seven okay. to ten days ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say, it, also, uh, regarding last year's time shift, um, I don't think it hurt the ratings or affected the ratings at all. Yeah. So I'm guessing that the way they look at it now is it doesn't matter when they show it on Saturday night, as long as they show it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I had to put my... Hat at any particular one, I would go for 7:45. That they they bring it forward, strictly forward slightly, because you know the sort of although people watch shows differently now and everything like that. If you have young kids that still want to watch the show, they want to watch it as it goes out on a Saturday night, 8:15, running it to nine o'clock. It's quite a late finish time. 7:45 probably gives you till you know 8:30, so that's still within the trot prime time bracket but still acceptable for kids and everything like that. Yeah, we have to we have to remember what what kind of content would be um, uh, uh, deemed seeable 
for kids. Well, I don't think that the content is that bad as such. I think it's just the, the timing. When you, think, you have to look at when the show ends in relation to how families work and yeah. everything like that. Okay, yeah. That's why I think, you know, pitch it finishing at half eight of an evening, so the start time is probably about what, quarter eight. Germany is getting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're complaining, Kev. Yeah, feel sorry for yeah, yeah, Beef Dad and all his buddies over in Germany because they're not going to get it till December. What? Oh man, yeah, they will. They will be getting it the day after on iTunes, which you have to pay for. But. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, well yeah, yeah. you can always pay. That stinks about to wait until December. I'm not going to uh, wait for some Dutch well, subtitles. They, they should have invaded Poland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. If you're if you're not going to be streaming it online or finding some other means of watching it or buying it on iTunes, you are going to really not going to be able to go on the internet if you live in Germany. So, yeah. so figure, so figure, if it's going to show around seven o'clock uh, UK time, that would be uh, around two o'clock Eastern Standard Time yeah. for those for those Americans that have a way to watch it live. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Not that we necessarily endorse it. Yeah. Yeah. Please I I pay can... your license fees. I think <laughs> I can. I, I think I can make it. Please watch all of the adverts when so, yeah. see America do show because they do show a lot. Okay. Okay. Now moving Sometimes on. Sometimes they do show programs. <laughs> and next up, we have Doctor Festival update. Beefhead, you want to talk a bit about this? Uh, yeah. Email went out on Wednesday saying that there are going to be new photo opportunities announced and tickets go on sale Friday morning at 10 o'clock but they don't tell you who it is so it's it was going to be a free-for-all and you didn't know what it is. We had already had previously announced um, Peter Capaldi, Ingrid Oliver and uh, Michelle Gomez. Um, Capaldi already sold out. Surprisingly when I went on today there was still Gomez and um, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver tickets for photo shoots still available, which I was surprised at. Yeah. I certainly would have thought the missing ones would have all gone. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was a little bit miffed that they hadn't announced who it was, because otherwise it's just generating website traffic. And it turned out to be Nick Briggs, um, Danny Hargreaves, and Mark Gatiss. Yeah. Um, Mark Gatiss, 30 quid, same as the actors that have already been announced. Nick Briggs, though, only 15 quid, and Danny Hargreaves, only 15 quid. Hang on, is, is Danny Hargreaves the special effects guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right, I know. No offense to Danny well, I thought Hargreaves, that was a bit of a cop-out, to be honest with you. Why would you want to take a photo of the special effects guy, but okay. Hey, um, Beef, um, has there been any other reports of who else is going to be there besides... Capaldi and Gomez, you know. Nothing yet. Now, this is this is what makes me think that when this second set was a little bit lackluster, that maybe there's going to be another block announced yeah. and you might get uh, Jenna Coleman because it just doesn't make sense to have the Doctor Missy without the incumbent companion. Yeah. It just, it, it, just, well. it, just, it just doesn't factor into it. Yeah. But, is that, but isn't... Is it, Ironically, the um, the date of the Doctor Who festival, November thirteenth to the fifteenth, is the same exact weekend as Long Island Who yeah. uh, here in the United States. And Gemma Redgrave canceled. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you take breaks. And, and it, yeah, and it's been very heavily, um, you know, the, this panel this year, I guess, is uh, very heavily um, from the classic series. So it's, and we haven't heard any news lately. So we've all been guessing that a lot of people from the newer show is going to be uh, newer series is going to be showing up at this festival. Mm. Because the only ones that are going to be new from the new series is um, the lady who played, uh, uh, you know, Rose's mom yeah. and Mickey Smith. You know, those, those uh, and then uh, Dan St uh, Starkey, he's yeah. going to be, you know, but, you know, we were hoping to get, like, some other, you know... <laughs> I'm surprised, though. Why I'm surprised that, that one of the photo ops that they announced was Gates, Mark Gates, to be honest with you. Yeah. And they're charging the same amount that they've got for the principal actors who, he can, okay, he appeared in the episode, but he's a writer. I would presume that's a little bit of a shame discussion because of the uh, you know, Sherlock yeah. fan base, uh, so the Who Lock type situation. Yeah, you have a little bit of Game of Thrones as well if you want to throw it into that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, is this the first festival of its kind? Yeah. So far, yeah, you have the you have the fiftieth thing. All right. So. And also, BBC did the Sherlock festival type thing as well. Mm. So, so I, w I wouldn't be surprised if you guys end up getting a lot more people showing up. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what did what I thought was a little bit taking the Mickey as well is every time that you book this, you do get charged a booking. So by announcing one set of photos, you book those, then they announce another set. This is turning out to be a very, very expensive thing. The tickets themselves were very expensive, then the photo ops, and every time you're paying out for it, you're paying your booking fee. So yeah, how much are the, photos? the fans are turning into a bit of a cash cow for this anyway. And I'm starting to feel a little bit jaded myself off the back of it, to be honest with you. How much are the photo ops? Um, the principal ones, they're 30 quid. Um, the Danny Hargreaves and the Nick Briggs one. I'm surprised Nick Briggs is, you know, 15 quid. I thought they might have pushed for a bit more on him, to be honest with you. But, yeah, you can meet him, I think, at a lot of the big finish days for a similar sort of amount anyway. Yeah. And he was just... And, and get an autograph in the process, because the photo ops at the festival, they say no autograph, so... Yeah. I would think Capaldi would sign stuff. You don't ask, son, you don't get. I'll be trying my luck. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Capaldi will uh, pull, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con and just, like, show up and be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah, especially being, you know, in London. And also there's a video of our good pal Crystal from the Doctor Who fan show. Oh, look, you've got a Dalek stalk in their head. Oh, well, never mind. Sadly, and they didn't. <laughs> 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 now, this, now, this is a conundrum of stuff. Go on, carry on, Elida. And next up, we have the Underwater Menace to be released on DVD finally. So, this is really a weird. Situation. Yes. Bill, do you want to talk about this one? Since you're so well, excited. well, you know, initially, as we all know, this was for quite a long time because they didn't it was said that they couldn't complete it and it was put away and said we're not going to do anything about it now now all of a sudden it's popped back up again this time around after two full starts they pop back up again it's now going to be fully remastered with episodes two and three and along with um commentaries for episodes two and three done done by various people of 
uh, involved in that production, namely uh, Fraser Hines and uh, um, Aniko, Aniko Wills and other people were in, therein, and Toby Haydock as well. And um, the problem, problem is, why are they, why, why, why do I mean, just uh, release a DVD with only episodes two and three? It doesn't make a, it doesn't make the story complete. I don't get it. Yeah, they're, they're completing it with telesnaps apparently. Um, but is, it, okay, but is, it, is, is that absolutely how it is? I'm not sure. That's what I'm hearing. I know. I don't think they were animated like we assumed they might be at some point. But I do think the delay was caused by the return of several missing episodes two years ago. Actually, four years ago at this point, but were actually released in 2013 to cash in on the 50th. And um, the question in the air for the last two years is, were there any more? Yeah. That's why they sat on this, because they had they did announce that they found the missing one uh, back in 2011, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they did, but they never had any plans until they started doing some animations for some missing episodes. And everybody assumed they would do that with this, and for the longest time they thought they were. But then one animation company closed down, or a couple of them closed down, and so I guess that's why they they this was in limbo for like two years now. Um, so, so hopefully this is true, but I mean I can't see it selling that well at this point because that it's kind of like that range is shut down, and there's not much yeah. to there's not much, and, and it, apparently all that talk. Well, but also it's yeah, like Tim says, it's all about extras as well and everything like that. It yeah. just seems to be principally the extras. Tales of TV Center was something that was shown on, on BBC um, on one of the digital channels in the UK. I think it was. Tales I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Oh, that's an extra on there. Yeah, Tales from TV Center. Well, that's a cool oh. extra. You can watch it on YouTube. It's a very mm. good documentary. You get to see not only bits of Doctor Who being made, but lots of other awesome shows from that time. Oh, either way, if it's telesnaps or animation, I'm, I'm quite happy with telesnaps. I can cope with those, so I'm not too uh, unhappy about it. The price is quite fairly cheap, thirteen ninety nine for British buyers. Well, I do think they're missing a trick, though, because how much does animation cost? And most people have been pretty happy with the animated missing episodes, so I would think that this they should just continue to do that with even some completely missing stories. I'm pretty sure some people would love to see Marco Polo completely animated. What's wrong with that? Yeah. People would buy it. You know, and um, what was that one that was animated? Um, Ice Warriors, Ten Planet, Reign of Terror. Was it Ice Warriors? Yeah, well, I ended up seeing one that was animated, and I, I didn't know it was animated. I put it in. It had something to do do with the Second Doctor. Yeah, and that's it. Moonbase. It's yeah. Moonbase, and it's very. It's much and, better than Tally Snacks. And, and but but the whole thing wasn't animated. It, it was the it was the first time you meet uh, Bridge Stewart in unit. Oh, that was that would have been. Oh, yeah, that, that was Web of Fear. They only did Tally Snacks. that Web of Fear? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, because uh, there was like only two or three episodes that were animated. And they did a really, really good job at that. I, I, I was impressed, you know. And I don't see why they can't take some of these episodes, even make it fully animated, you know. I mean, because I was impressed of uh, how everything worked out. Well, I think what they should do is offer up a competition to the yeah. um, to the fans because you can see on on YouTube there's several fan made videos. They're very well done, sometimes animated, and and you know, and pick the best winner, you know, and and implore them to, to animate the episodes. Why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. 
Well, that's what they're doing with this mission Dalek thing, isn't it? And the thing is, you know, like Tim said, you know, they can have episodes that they've recovered, but you don't know how they're going to fare in the restoration process. They may not survive. The quality that comes back when it goes through the restoration process may not be of a acceptable, transmissible, broadcastable quality. So it's sort of you, you, you're you're flogging a dead horse. So you just have to cross your fingers and hope for the best. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they were worried when they did the uh, when they were cleaning the films they had brought brought back from Nigeria. They were so worried because that film was it. It would have cracked if you would have touched it. Like it was that bad, so they had to wash it through a special solution. Yeah, there's a process in restoring film, but I mean, they know. What, I think the, the experts know what they're doing. Like they bake it, and then they then they yeah. wash it, then they do all kinds of cool stuff. But I mean, there's. The, I, I I would say that would be the least of the worries because Enemy of the World looks great. Oh yeah. For an episode that was missing that long. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And next up on the list, we have River Song is returning for Christmas. Yay! I I have to say, I I know I've heard, you know, I've read a lot of things online and stuff like that, but I am so psyched about this. You know, I love River Song, and if you think about it, in my opinion, compared to anybody else that the doctor hangs out with, you know, River Song knows the doctor more than the doctor knows himself. That, that's just my take on her. Um, and, you know, I loved River Song with Eleven. You know, it was really fun and all that stuff. But, oh, my God, Capaldi, you know, get 12 and River, that, that is going to be epic. And I am so looking forward to it. And the, and the promo picture that they had floating around, she looked so hot. I mean, I'm not into girls. <laughs> I'm not into girls or anything, but she, I am jealous, man. I mean, she is a beautiful person, an awesome actress, and she is going to totally kick ass with the quality. I'm I, I going to, you know, uh, there, uh, there's one question I will ask. Will the 12 doctors still recognize her? Or no? Yes. Oh, well, he will recognize her because he mentioned her in one of his episodes um, during last season. Yeah, because he said oh, he yeah. remember me and Brian oh, yeah. had this issue or something in Caretaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah, but uh, the the uh, the uh, the question that was floating around, you know, the uh, Silence of the Library. There was an older version of the Doctor that gave her the screwdriver. Yeah. Well, yeah. this well, this could be it, you know. Well, it's clear that she knows many doctors, and we just haven't seen all of those adventures that she's had with them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She's divisive. You know, some people love her, some people hate her. I, like, I, I, I yeah, like Carol Ann says, she's a very attractive woman. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not that I'm into women, but you know, she, she's. I'm not casting any. I'm straight, so I can say she. If you did, that would be fine with me. Um, but yes, you know, I think it's going to be good. The dynamic will be interesting because the doctor we've had with Capaldi so far, he doesn't do physical contact and she's yeah. very hands-on in your face. So it's going to be a relationship of opposites. You know, so very from a point of view, it is going to be good. It's going to be funny. You know, it, it's some people just don't gel with certain characters. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, no one's 100% happy with this one. Right. Bear in mind, Beef, that um, they did say, they have been saying that they tweaked the Doctor's personality somewhat for this season. So we may not get that kind of... Uh, well, I think there's, yeah, there's certainly, from even the tr uh, extended trailer we had, where there's a little bit of mellowing, I think, between Clara and yeah. yeah. There's a bit more, you know, friendship, companion type thing to it but this might shake that up as well with her in the frame anyway but True. the christmas episode is always supposedly companion light anyway so this is going to be an interesting mix-up too and and i could be wrong but it's just i can't remember is this the first time clara is going to actually meet remember no uh, no there was a the doctor yeah yeah but, but, yeah but wasn't that that was uh that was she was a hologram but who's to say Clara's gone by then. I mean, yeah, I mean, because I thought Clara couldn't see her. I thought the only one that could see her was the doctor. No, 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 no. no. Uh, doctor could see her and Clara could see her. Oh, okay. Her. So, but it's it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to be. Stephen Moffat's yeah. been his usual ambiguous self, saying, "Yeah, oh, yeah, when when he first met River, she was dying, and mm -hmm. when she last saw." Him, him, he was dying. Yeah, really, he loves to garner garner attention and drum up expectation and anticipation and excitement for the show. Well, well, as I said before, this is this meeting of the of her and the twelve will be somewhere around the time when she's in the storm cage. That's what I'm reckoning. And also, bigger. because it can't it can't be uh, it can't be post. Um, um, time of the doctor. We, we have seen River completely out of order, and as far as we know, she's going to be hanging out with the Eighth Doctor in January. The thing is, we know his timeline; we don't know hers. Yeah, yeah. But, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. This could this could be like she said. You know how she's able to uh, come get um, escape a, a prison every now and then when she wants to. This is how much she can do it. This could be uh, this could be pre uh, Silence in the Library, where it can actually be leading up to the doctor yeah. telling her you have to go to the library. Well, all of her adventures are pre-science of the library because that's yeah. where she dies. But I mean, yeah. it, it, but, uh, the, the thing is that we always assumed that their timelines were going backwards and forwards at the same time, but that's not necessarily true. She bounces around in his timeline. We know his because we see it in order on television. Yeah. Uh, but she can pop in anywhere. That's yeah, why like, like when they sync diaries, wasn't it? When she yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, she could go hang out with, with uh, Patrick Crumb's doctor. If that was <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, dear. <laughs> Hello. You must be with us. <laughs> well, that's all I have for the news, but I want to try something different uh, for Who Beans on the Go. I picked a topic. I want us to just have kind of a small group discussion on it. Uh, what are some of the craziest rumors you have heard about Doctor Who over the years? Oh my. So. Oh dear, let me see now. Craziest, that's... A Death Force rumor, let's go. I think, it, I think, to be honest with you, it tends to be the recurrence of certain figures that... Every, you know what it is? Yeah. Everyone has their own idea of what Doctor Who should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's never the same for anyone because everyone's got their own things that you know, turn their buttons and flick their switches more than anything else. But the one thing that seems to be is that yeah, Amiga is always going to be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. Hello. laughs> 
Yeah, that one gets tried out every year. That's um, what I mean. There used to be um, uh, where, you know, all the rumors are out there all the time, every day, and all kinds of odd explanations for this, that, or the other that don't kind of add up in any sense. So that's probably the weirdest yeah. I've ever heard. But you know what? The, the, the odd thing about rumors is they sometimes give writers ideas because you get all these weird rumors floating around and go, oh, I could pick some, pick that rumor out, put it into a story and make but, it public. But, but Philip, if you, like most of the writers that write for Doctor Who are like yourself. I mean, um, not that you're a writer of Doctor Who, but I mean, as somebody who's been a fan for as long as you have been, you're full of ideas because all Doctor Who is always about good ideas. It's just whether or not they're executed properly or if they work in, the, in whatever form, format they're in, whether it be an episode, an audio, or a book, or a comic book, or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, if it's you, all if about you, ideas. If you have it only about rumors, you know, not Doctor Who related, uh, there are some rumors that are really ridiculous. Really ridiculous. Like, well, like, like currently, there's this, there's this rumor that Capaldi's leaving at the end of this year, which is just, I mean, well, it's possible, but it's, it's very unlikely. And I'm, yeah. I'd am i say that's probably the silliest rumor I've heard lately. Yeah. Oh, God, I've, I've stuck by that rumor since last year. I'm, I'm still going to stick by it. All right, you do that, Bill. That's wishful thinking on your part. There's always doom and gloom merchants. With the rumors that I've heard, it's always uh, having, like, American actors cast. You know, like uh, when everybody was saying, "Oh, Johnny Depp is going to be a uh, be the Doctor," or uh, yeah, or like yeah. Justin Bieber and stuff. They <laughs> 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 yeah. like all these like you uh, know no, non-British no, like no, 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 you know, no, just, and, and no I, I don't think that'll ever happen. I mean, that would probably be the end of the story if they got like Johnny Depp in there. Oh, Justin Bieber. Uh. Also, you could step into the Hoogans chat any given day of the week and hear some really silly rumors like that the show is going to be canceled any minute now because, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. because you know. Yeah, or like oh, some come on. person's being kicked out or that person's being kicked out. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, there are, there are some people that want to go to the old... Uh, you know, show. Yeah, the craziest rumor I've heard is that uh, Stephen Moffat's going to be fired. Ooh. That's the craziest rumor I've heard. Oh, uh, that could happen tomorrow. You watch. <laughs> any, anything can happen, but, yeah. <laughs> the worst one I've ever heard was a, um, a, a packy doctor was come on its way. I, I, couldn't, I can't imagine that. Uh, the, the, the craziest one I've heard is that this year's finale is going to be somehow related to Modern Undead. That's the craziest uh, one I've heard. Well, that's stretch <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah and, and I understand you know you know people who've watched the show forever you know want some you know go back to like some of the older shows but you know that would be stretching it because <laughs> you know I mean you know because not everybody a lot of like newer fans are not into watching the classics you know I mean at least the people that I've met you know you know, yeah. very, few, very few of them, like, I say, oh, you got to watch this, you got to watch that. And then they watch, like, five minutes of it, and they shut it off because they don't have the patience to watch older productions, you know. Mm -hmm. Not the acting, but it's the production, you know. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, and granted, it, granted, some of it is freaking hilarious, you know. <laughs> I mean, every time some, I, I think of uh, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, I laugh my butt off, you know, I mean, that's the funniest 
production I've ever seen in my whole entire with the exception of Elijah who's open-minded like somebody his age turning on invasions of the dinosaurs who grew up with Jurassic Park they're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like <laughs> some some fans like I meet at conventions and stuff are like oh who's who's one of your favorite doctors and I have to say Hartnell because that was one of the first classics I actually started watching was Hartnell's doctor and I've grown to like him so much so people are kind of like really you you like you like the, all that like the 60s doctors so they're surprised but <laughs> I like the first one very much. Any for yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like the third one. But well, that's it. Insofar as cra crazy is as crazy dust. <laughs> I mean, yeah. next couple of weeks are going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the next couple of weeks are going to be crazy leading up to the series. We already had one out today with some episode titles. And I don't yeah. think... Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> That nearly, that nearly caught me on the hot mouth. Oh my god, they released it! Nah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. The, the weeks that you get, the closest. It's two weeks! I'm not bothered at all. It's really weird that we don't have the rest of these episodes. Even the I don't care. I mean, I don't. You can call it ours. I'd be like, that's cool. Do, do you know what I'm pleased at, though? What I am pleased at, yeah, wild, crazy speculation, completely put aside, is that we are not in the same position that we were in last year. Where some had seen and some had not. Yeah, where yeah. there were there, there were all the episode leaks, and there were, you know two distinct camps, people who watched it, people who didn't watch it. Now I'm not saying either one of them is right or wrong or everything like that, but at least it's everyone is at the same point, at the same page, unless you're one of the lucky buggers who managed to get the tickets for the Cardiff thing. Um, <laughs> but, but aside from that, everyone is there in the same place. So I'm good. That's I'm happy then that there's no one person who knows more than anyone else at this point in time. We're all equally clueless. It's going to be nice for a change, so that way you don't have to worry about somebody accidentally spoiling, you know, spoiling something. Yeah. 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 Check your servers, boys and girls. Yeah, with the, with the, exception, with the exception of the time difference. Everybody's going to be basically on the same. Yeah. Don't check BBC One because they're going to get spoilers. So yeah. Well, yeah. Don't don't follow the BBC Facebook BBC One page if you're not going to see it till later. Yeah. Uh, or, or go, post. But don't go onto the internet in general. You know. You know. Don't like go onto like your fan pages of Doctor Who. You know. People are going to be talking. Don't about even you. come to my front door. So I'll tell you everything. I'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thing I can never stand is people like complaining about spoilers on the internet. <laughs> There's a Doctor Who trailer behind you, uh, Carwan, if you can see it. <gasps> oh, yeah. On BBC America. Yeah. There you go. Oh, my. Oh, I'm, oh, watching, yeah. Star yeah, I'm watching Star Trek and uh, they have... Oh, there it is. Oh, it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. You spoiled me. Turn it off. No, but Elijah, I, I have to disappoint you, maybe, because my mother say it's 2 p.m. Oh. here, and I thought, you know, maybe we were doing an hour no care, because Philip said to me, uh. And, uh, we did uh, the <laughs> flat line, you know, in one go, but my mother, you know, it's 2 p.m., but 
I try, you know. Okay, I, well, thanks, thanks for joining us for the news. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Good night. Good night. Good night. And I guess we will wrap up our small group discussion then, and after the break, we will move on to our commentary on Flatline. It's September, and the new season of Doctor Who is a mere two weeks away. So you're subscribing, you're downloading this fantastic free audio commentary of the previous season but there's going to be so much more to come on this iTunes and also you can be watching us on YouTube free again, doesn't cost you a penny so go on there, subscribe follow us on Twitter, go onto the WordPress, you'll find us at the, we're the Whovians on WordPress subscribe, you'll see the reaction videos to the upcoming season um, you're going to find our reviews that we're going to be doing the day after it airs so you're going to have an instant reaction a detailed analysis the following day and of course you're still going to have us lovely people talking to you through your ear holes to companion you wherever you may travel on a day-to-day -day basis but look if you don't like that you could always go to audio who and listen to the insane scotsman because don't forget september is the month of the putterwee yeah we're going to be looking at the tree law uh, adventures on audio it's the third Doctor box set, which everyone I've spoken to says is fantastic. So subscribe; you will find us on all of your devices. And this is Elijah with another brief update. Uh, after the Witches Familiar airs, sometime that week we will have an interview with someone who was actually in the episode, who will give us a little information on what it was like in that episode. But stay tuned for that as well. Hello, welcome back, and today we will be doing our commentary on Episode 9 of Season 8 on Flatline in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Rolling VT. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite an interesting start to this one, because you just don't know what to make of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well... Also, this is this um, is technically a Doctor Light episode because, um, although it doesn't seem like it, because he's all through it. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of his scenes take place in the TARDIS, uh, so um, they could have all been done in a day or so to free him up for something else. But it wasn't advertised that way. Sorry. No, no, but that's it as well. But you do you start off with which looks like a a crazy. Yeah, 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 they're in the walls or whatever, and then he just vanishes. And then he's in the wall, yes. Mm. What was good about this, though, is it was a very, not only was the writing, because I think a lot of us said Jamie Matheson was really good, visually this was an excellent, excellent episode. Yes, yeah. very good. Very good, and very, very um, relentlessly spooky monsters. I mean, um, they, they, and you know what? They are relentless. They, they, he gives them an opportunity at the end, like, you know, like Tenet used to do a couple of times. Yeah. And they, they, they just continue to be relentless bastards. So they just pretty much, he pretty much, you know, says, okay, well, I gave you a chance. See you later. Yeah. Go to hell. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, it's so also, I'm oh, sorry, go, carry on. Well, I was just going to say, it's down to perspective how things are looked at in this as well. So what you think is a smear on the wall there at the start, you turn at an angle and it's like a giant screaming face. Yeah. It's, a, it's a brave move to introduce a, 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 that new kind of concept in a villain, which has never been done before. So kudos for that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we, 
this was a, a nice little change up as well because from what the last episode was which seemed like a protracted breakup supposedly the last trip and everything like that now it's a little bit different yeah yeah every, everything's copacetic everyone's fine with me being on the tardis yeah and she's there lying to the doctor saying yeah yeah no he's sort of okay ish with it <laughs> Yes, and even he's yeah. dubious, but he's taking it on good faith. Yeah. He, he, you know, the, the funny thing is about this whole this whole series is he's two steps ahead of her the whole time, mm. pretty much. He knows what she's up to, but he, he, he lets her play her game. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, and, I, and I'm happy to drop you off sort of, yeah, pretty much where you were going to be. You know, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And his expression, yeah, his expressions are very good as well. From that, you can say, like, hasn't got actually a clue what's happened, but I'll style it out. I remember we saw photos from this way back when it was being made. We were wondering what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's, it's just hilarious. Well, that's it, because it wasn't the first time that we had seen a shrunken TARDIS. Yeah. Right. This, this is quite good, how they do it, because the size of that, I mean, the two of them are in it. It's not, wow. Well, no, they, they, had, they had the back cut, like, out so they could crawl in, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah. But they actually had to build a smaller TARDIS to scale, yeah. just to, you know, for this scene. Which I wonder which kids inherited that. That, that must be fun. Oh, yeah. But also, it's that, I like this as well. Yeah. Well, we're in the right area-ish. Well, actually, no, it's Bristol. It's 200 miles out, but it's sort of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's now, good though. Now we know Clara, Clara's friend is going to return this coming. Does that mean they're going back to Bristol? Or is that just... Uh, we have no idea. Could be. Yeah. I presume so. I mean, the other thing good about this as well as that is when Capaldi's doctor gets something he doesn't know, he gets excited. You can see he's positively <laughs> He is so the doctor. That's exactly, you know, he gets it. He's like, you go look, you go find out. <laughs> and then there's Joe Bain Wade, who plays Riggsy, and will be returning in season nine. So. Yep. This man, I don't know how he got away with it all. <laughs> he managed. Well, the, 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 the fact that he was he, he was um what, one of the last remaining ones to survive this whole. Oh yeah, because he's a he's kind of a jerk. But uh, yeah. I, you remember his name, Tim, the actor. Oh, I'll I'll ch I'll check it to be honest with you. But he's famous for being in uh, Al Vidarsain, but that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's he's also in the last uh, Sapphire and Steel story. He's very spooky in that. This episode also boasts uh, some of the old classic sounds of the TARDIS, if I remember rightly. The the um the the, the, <laughs> the sound of the doors opening and closing was used. <laughs> But you do, you get an impression as well that, you know, his, his character is a, uh, Christopher Fairbank, you get an impression yeah. straight away that his character is completely unlikable just because of the way that he relishes in making Rixie paint over his mm -hmm. own graffiti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he's generally not liked, but Rixie does set himself apart from this, that he's not like bantering with the rest of the crowd he's mm -hmm. lost someone and you've got these unexplained paintings well, they're, they're on some kind of uh, work detail there's some kind of uh what do you call it um it's, it's a community service community yeah. service yeah that's right yeah 
It's, like a, a, a lot, yeah, it's, it's a lightweight court punishment rather than a custodial sentence. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this, uh, is it Rigsy? He's, he's immediately good, yeah. you know, because he actually cares, you know. Yeah. Earnest, yeah. And, you know, his crime is just graffiti, which is, you know what, really? Make <laughs> <laughs> that such a big deal. They're just street artists. Yeah. So. But that's something. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna find me. Where am I? Oh, I'm exactly where I was. Yeah. <laughs> this the reveal here is. Oh dear. And they actually <laughs> they, they actually used a toy TARDIS for this. Uh, no, I just have to be. Uh, look how somebody never skips leg day. You gotta love her for that. <laughs> Well, I like the way he's got a gadget for everything. Yeah, for all the ho- he's got a super high tech earpiece, but he's got it trapped in an old wooden crate that's just like <laughs> knocking about. <laughs> that's complete juxtaposition. That's really weird. That no, kind this of good. This is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, all about the jokes of having a big face being turned around on him now as well. <laughs> they were just built up over the past previous weeks. It is an interesting concept that, yeah, the exterior dimensions, yeah, but the interior is fine. Because previously as well, when we had the shrinking TARDIS, it did have an effect on the inside to a certain degree, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. This bit I did like, though, that if the TARDIS was due to land with its true weight all the time, yeah, it would crack the planet. Like, it's always <laughs> lighter. Which, yeah, if you think about how big potentially it is inside, that does make sense. Yeah. I, I forget though. <laughs> I forget why in this episode does the TARDIS shrink? I mean, it has something to do with the aliens, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're leeching off the dimensional um, dimensions. Oh, dimensions. Okay. Because they're trying to work out what dimensions are, and they're leeching. It's affecting the TARDIS for some reason. But it's, it's really good how they do that, though. It's really good. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. Now he's. Yeah, she is yeah. the doctor. She yes. is the doctor now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Dr. Fandango. <laughs> yeah, passed over the sonic screwdriver, passed over the paper. So this is a doctor-like episode, but it's uh yeah, but he is there in in one form. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Doctor Oswald. <laughs> She's really relishing rubbing his face in it, that he, she's in charge. Well, and then it's kind of like when we get to death in heaven, she also says that I'm the doctor, lies to the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. So. But that's it. She's loving her chance to be able to have a dig at him and everything like <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm the doctor. I can say what I want because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making it up. But he's just like, you're the doctor of lies. <laughs> he's really getting to him as well. That he can't do anything that he's trapped inside. I like how the clues are around you, but you don't realize until you yeah. know, we, are, we, are, we are pointed to it. It's really cool. I love the uh, painting of the nervous system. That was cool. That was. I didn't even realize. Well, now really saw that. I didn't even realize that was what it was until, like I said, and that's supposed to be a patch of skin over there, isn't it? Like, oh. Yeah. A magnified bit of skin, but also the doctor's very dismissive of Riggsy at the start as well. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of sizing him up as well. 
a pudding brain, a fluorescent <laughs> pudding brain <laughs> of all the worst people. But the doctor must have a companion, so yeah. And yeah, there is that the doctor. Yeah, that's what they're doing here. It's Which, a, you know, upsets some people greatly, but <laughs> it makes for a good story, doesn't it? And it fits in with the theme of the series. That's it. And he does like it because he thinks a little bit more about it, like it being the old magic trick. Do you know what I mean? It's how does someone escape from a locked room from the inside? Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll keep him on somehow. Mm -hmm. There we go. <laughs> but there is there's, there's great humour in this this was something this was the other Jamie Matheson episode of the series yeah I'm so pleased that he's coming back next year mm. yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. is he doing one or two mm. two I think well it's a, a two parter I think oh is he uh, which one is that one uh, we don't know I'd have to look at it. But, but you can see, even from the start as well, that Clara is mimicking the Doctor because she's so random, so out there, scaring off Riggsy as well. And he's saying, don't scare him. There we go. Meteorized Doctor. And he hates being a performing monkey. He really does. <laughs> look at that. He hates it. Yeah, look at the tiny man in a box. All right, get over <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's never been true of this big one on the inside. I just love how they they got the the you know like his age group, teenage age group. They wear the hats with the stickers still on them. I never get <laughs> that, but and the the little slits in the eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that. But it's gangster. Uh, it's urban. Um, <laughs> <laughs> urban. So, yeah, maybe you get the idea that this guy wasn't so crazy, or maybe he was crazy when you see all the empty drink bottles. Maybe he's a friend of Graham's. We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, at, at the end of the day, he's a cool character. He's, he's, um, he's, a, nice, he's a nice young kid. He's not, he's not you know, uh, gangster at all. Mm-hmm. But... The idea of you know the psychic paper now is certainly becoming different things to different people. Now she's MI five, <laughs> so trying to trying to sort something out with the police. Yeah, a woman of her age going around with just like a young um, guy in a fluorescent jacket. Yeah, that screams MI five. But there is such good comedy that underplays this as well. The idea, <laughs> It's, it's like uh, my an alien, do you know what I mean? Just pulling up a huge sledgehammer out of a tiny purse. They're in the walls. Taking everything literally. But wouldn't this be because it's vandalism, even if the, there's a problem missing person? It's unusual. Yeah. But you do you have a good comedy setup. And this is then, it gets superbly undercut. Now, this by, is a bit. By the got, terror of it, yeah. Mm, this is, look, they're out behind. I didn't even notice that before. They're behind her. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. The wall sort of melts. The wall creeps and everything like that. Oh, man. Get out of there, woman. <laughs> this is a very good effect, though. Very good. 
Well, I remember watching the trailer for this uh, when they had it at the end of the previous week's episode, and you were sort of looking at it, trying to figure out what was happening, because you could see it sort of like melting into into that very big rug. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Effects-wise, they really went to town on this. It was certainly, you know, it's like the you know, T-1000 from Terminator mm. 2 in reverse, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh. It's quite grisly, really. It is. So when you would have expected the mummy episode to be scary, okay, there was a little bit of it, but this was a bit of a shocker because this was scarier, but there was nothing that you could see to it. Then you had the nervous system on the wall. I thought at first that was like oh yeah, legitimate wall art. Yeah. 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 And the way, you know, the way things are now anyway, you could be forgiven for thinking that. So until you've got someone like the Doctor who's pointing out the stuff that's in front of you, you know, all the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Oh, just to think. Yeah, I really think that chair, you know, who has a chair like that anymore? I think... <laughs> <laughs> When I was re-watching this tonight before we came on, um, someone said exactly the same thing to me. Who has one of those chairs still these days? <laughs> Philip, do you have one? It's very... No, uh, I broke mine. It's not too heavy. But, um, no. I understand three dimensions. Yeah. This is so good. Is when you think about it, it's a simple idea. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, yes. Especially that it's sort of the TARDIS can translate, it can understand anything in the known universe. So what if there's something that there's from the not known universe? This is something completely out of left field. They're in trouble, let's get in there. How do you, yeah, there. exactly. How do you, how do you find something you can't see? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh Danny! <laughs> and we get to see Danny again. This was the only bit that I found completely unrealistic. Why? Just because when you're in that situation, you really you're not going to answer your phone. Or for the no. fact is that he's quite accepting of it. Of where this, yeah, you can hear this chair swinging and crashing through a window, <laughs> and it's all like, oh yeah, no, it's nothing strange about it. Obviously, just some. Yeah. Um, just something going on. Oh, are you perfectly safe? Oh, okay then. That's fine. He just came along as a, you know, as a bit of an idiot, I thought, at this point. It just seemed... <clears throat> Again, the whole subplot with Danny, though, is something that they had to, like, you know, um, put, put in throughout the series, pretty much. Yeah. So it means something at the end, you know, and it, 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 is, it is shorthand, is what it is. It's shorthand. Mm-hmm. Because you know what I mean. Leading up to this to this series, everybody thought, "Oh, he's going to be the new companion, or he's going to be," you know, he ended up being nothing more than a guest star, pretty much. For well, yeah, it was it was it was always said it was always said to us that he was just going to be a, a recurring character, but not that's a recurring character. That's yeah, it. which is which is fine. I mean, it, it it was it was part of the main plot, Clara and the Doctor's relationship, and and how it was going to change over the course of this series, you know, like, um, it's about trust, you know, and the whole series is them both lying to each other, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
But especially now that the chickens are coming to roost, you know, yeah, you don't have to answer to him. You've got to answer to me. Yeah. yeah. We've already had that bit where, you know, she's the doctor of lies. So, that, you know, the lying stuff comes out. Lying is a skill. Yeah, now she's just trying to take the easy way out. Yeah. Hmm. We've lost the subtitles. Oh, they're there. Yeah, I, can, I, I know. It's, I'm trying to read them myself. But that's it. She, you know, I, the writing on this, oh, it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but it's clever to the point that you do get a complete change in Clara's character in this, that she purports to be the Doctor, but the way her behaviour is, it totally does become the Doctor. Yeah. To a point that it actually you know, reviles and repulses the Doctor. Yeah, in how he looks at Clara, because that's not his person, that's not mm -hmm. his companion. That's <laughs> him. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> but that's, that's what I like about it, the development that she gets, mm. because, you know what, a lot of people don't like her, because she does become a bit of an unlikable person in a lot of ways, because she is manipulative. She's trying to have her cake needed, too. But again, I don't, I don't have a problem with that as a companion, because at the end of the day, um, she, she's, she's, you know, she fulfills the role anyway. Well, I think that's always been the thing historically, isn't it? The companions have always, to a certain degree, become like the Doctor. And mm. that's when they sort of get to the end of their journey. Yeah. Mm. Sort of. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dr. Donna. <laughs> yeah. Again, that, that was unfortunate. And I don't think Dodo ever got anywhere near like the Doctor, so... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wander off. <laughs> But it just gives you an idea as well of um, how the main guy of the, the community service crew is such a dislikable character. Mm -hmm. Even the psychic paper doesn't register with him because he's just got no spirit. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, he's got no life. He's just a complete ass. <laughs> The, the, is, develop, the development uh, for all the characters in this one is like the best. I mean, this is the best writing in my opinion. Uh, for the whole season. Mm. And that's spooky with the, the way the, they just melted into the floor. And this part coming up was kind of spooky too with the numbers and you're trying to figure out, you know. And I think this is the place where Capaldi said he was hungry and it was the middle of the night. And he went out looking for food. He pressed a button and he got soaked in water. <laughs> oh. Well, this was the bit I think I liked more than anything else, though, is the, the little interplay here, because, you know, he starts, you know, getting in her face and everything like that. So rather than just turning around and shouting match, does exactly what the Doctor does. Whispers, yeah. yeah. I'm the one who's going to get you out of this sticky mess. Yeah, I'm the one chance you've got. Yeah. Which is brilliant. That is so the doctor's line. Yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what he would have done. Yeah, she basically, Clara did a really good job being the doctor in this one. <laughs> and it even, like, impressed kind of the doctor. To a degree, but at, by the end of it, he tells her, you know what? It, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And in the same way, this, as, like Tim said, I think when we were talking about Asylum and the dialects a while ago, okay, in the room, first he's doing his planning, next step, which is going to be the way out. Mm -hmm. 
but this is it, you know, lie to them, tell them that they've got hope, you know, because, you know, people who've got hope run faster. Yeah, they don't dawdle, they die. Well, see, how much of that, though, is the, the way the doctor is, and how much is, is that, of that is the way Clara's opinion of the doctor is? Good you know? point. Good yeah, point. That's, that's, what, that's, what we're talking, that's what we're talking about here. That's what's going on in this story, is how they see each other. The ironic thing with that as well, though, is that the people with hope run faster. The people who don't, they dawdle and end up dead. The only, the, one of the guys who survives hasn't got hope. He's just got self-preservation. <laughs> yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll tread over someone's throat just to get to where he <laughs> needs to be to survive. And this whole interaction here, it's the doctor trying to reason why the these like two-dimensional aliens are acting the way they are. You know, say. You know, like he's saying, oh, they're trying to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. He gives them every benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's always what he's about. He's always done that in the past. It's always yeah. been... He always you know, gives... brain humans. But we, but we always have to we always have to understand these aliens don't understand three dimensions, so they're going to make mistakes like this, what they're doing. Nah, but he does, he does give them a chance at the end, though. He tells them, okay. Yeah, he's, he's always giving chances to the, you know, ones doing harm, but... I like this. Sorry. No, come on, Tim, come. No, I was going to say we're coming up on a scene that we had a preview of, uh, but we're not there yet, so please go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like like we said, he he always looks for the good, looks for the idea that humans are need shepherding along because they don't understand it. It's us misinterpreting it, whereas Mm. this way it seems to be the other way around. Yeah, they don't understand, and perhaps their motives aren't as pleasant as he would hope that they would be. They're not, they're not malevolent. They're um, just, yeah. Misguided. Yeah. Yeah. Misunderstood. Um, I wouldn't say misunderstood. Why not misunderstood? Because he's seen the the, uh, 20th century where there's a lot of BS that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> this, this part was awesome with the number. They're thinking that it's some kind of scientific thing, but it's the jacket, like, who they're going to get next. Yeah. I, I mean, he, this is like it, really... And it's Rixie that figures it out. Yeah. I mean, this was a really cool, you know, thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this, this is the bit we saw. Yeah, we saw a preview of this. Mm-hmm. That's it, because we were trying to, it was, we were just trying to puzzle this one out at the start of it. You're looking for messages when there's no messages. And, and that guy that nobody likes is such an idiot. He's like, oh, your number's up. <laughs> but by this point, it is, you know, Rigsy has become the companion. Clara mm-hmm. is the doctor. Yes. On the day, making the difficult decisions as well. well look, at it, look at his hand. Look at his hand. That just so. Oh. oh. I, I that, that part like was so freaky when it just, when he just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this back today with someone who hadn't actually seen this. Really? And I, yeah, and they said they said it was scary. They said it was scary. So, and yeah, I think it was a bit of a change. The first time happened. it was the first time watching this. I, I remember the very first time watching this. I was holding on to a pillow. But that was like, man, this is freaky. <laughs> it's good to see that you, you, you'll see the doctor here creating things from scratch. 
to, to help solve the problem. So I like that in, in this um, story. He's been a mechanical. Yeah, it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to come down to the sonic screwdriver. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Which he never twelve never really uses his screwdriver at all anyways, just for like scientific readings and is not mm. really of you know, always relies on it. He's more yeah. of a let's do it this way. So yeah, if anything, he's happy to pass it off to someone to use. That's where it tends to get used more than anything else by the Baldur's Doctor now. Mm-hmm. Although I do love this device he comes up with, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The two disc. The two disc. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best, worst joke I've seen. No, get it, get it, yeah, yeah, you, you must be with me on this one. A two disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh, sodger then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Great yeah. special oh. effects. Yes, yeah. and like you said, it's a very spooky episode, but it's also very funny. Oh, yeah. They managed to mix the two really well. Yeah, the funniest part hasn't come up yet, I don't think. Yeah. Oh. I love I love with the lighting in this TARDIS the, that uh, they changed it now so you have different colored lights up at the top, like for different emergencies and stuff. I find that's very cool. Okay. I never noticed that before. You know, the whole inside of the TARDIS in this episode was awesome. With the giant hand, that was yeah. awesome. And no one was expecting that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that was like, of course, the next stage, 3D. This bit I really loved when they're coming out of the ground. I thought it was really creeping myself. I was like, oh. It really was. It was kind of like weird zombie type people. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. The they were moving. It was like really like, ah. Oh. And these these are all the same people we've seen absorbed by that whatever it is you know it's That's just it. right. it's just using them. That's it. The, and, and, and the way those actors were moving with those you know to, uh, acting like they were projections. I mean, it was awesome the way they were moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the effect is fantastic because I mean, it just does seem like someone who's not used to being in a three dimensional form. So it's like it, it was zombie. Uh, type the learning to walk type thing for the first time. Yeah, right. look at that. Oh, look at that. And, and then they have like that energy thing where they're turning stuff into 3D. Although it does remind me a little bit of like an aha video from the 80s. <laughs> Take on me. <laughs> they, they actually did a Doctor Who take on me. I'll show you that later. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like how, how helpless the doctor is, too, because he's stuck in this tiny TARDIS, and he can only advise, you know. That's it, and he can, he can see only, you know, what Clara sees, and that's if, yeah, everything's working properly. <gasps> now that, yeah, that was yeah, that, but, Yeah. Oh, poor TARDIS. I mean, that, that, that was like, talking about the luck, you know. <laughs> of course they're going to, of course that guy's going to lose the TARDIS. Yeah, but it's all because he wanted to be first. He's trying to save his own neck and sod everyone else in the process. And it also sets up for, like, the best comedy I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up. Well, if you think about it, this is one of those that is very good in the sense of the TARDIS can't always do what you need it to do. It's not going to be reliable this Right. The doctor's not always going to be reliable, so you need to know what to do in a situation like this. So, mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. Yeah, but it's re-establishing as well the Doctor you know, companion idea because the Doctor goes through all the technical ideas that he can do with, but it's not. It's the companion yeah. saying, hey, it's the one answer that's in front of your face. It's the low-tech solution for once. So stop talking and just do something practical. And, and, and I like how the Doctor's like, just go, you know, like save these people. And then they say the Adams family. <laughs> Here comes TARDIS, you know. Oh. Please mind the game. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's impersonation of thing. What is it? This is very clever in a way. It's a good visual gag. Yes. Yeah. I never laughed so hard in my life. It's a good visual gag, but it leads to perhaps one of the classic Capaldi uh, gifts that you can get is when he successfully thinks he successfully got away. Yeah, in his little yeah, room. Yeah. I'd love to see a bit more uh, of a, uh, a self-smug, satisfied reaction like that again. Oh, um, that, to, that was so funny. To be fair, though, to be fair, though, that it's pretty much been made clear. The TARDIS is indestructible, at least as far as the the Earth is concerned. So, yeah. I mean, even if the train had hit it, yeah, he would have got he would have got bounced around a bit, but he he wouldn't have hurt the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. it, made, it made a good it made a good gag though yeah it, that was like i ended up missing like the next couple of minutes because i was laughing so <laughs> laughing too hard yes <laughs> <laughs> but the concept of a siege mode as well though was that's an, cool that, that is that is something new i've never seen before and i thought wow and you can actually buy the prop from rubber toe replicas now they sell if you cute. if you can sell your house you can <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It was literally like a couple of weeks before this came out. But I do like this bit with the train as well. Just purely because I like the little aside from the driver on this, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. When she commandeers the train and says, look, is there any chance that we could just take this and ram the blockage? Would you really want me to ram it? Because it's something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> you can imagine if you had a job like that, you, you always think, what's the worst thing that I could do? I could just smash things up with this. <laughs> and here is where we have the problem of Capaldi's hair being different, different um, heights in film production. Well, I didn't can, we, can, can we ram the blockage? Yeah, he's going, uh, well, if you were telling me yeah, I should ram it, because I've always wanted to do something like that, really. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. The guy's like, "Oh, cool, yeah." That's it. Do you know what I mean, if you work on, yeah, if you have a job in a scrapyard where you crush things, you're always going to think, "Yeah, what's going to happen if I crush this?" Yeah, so I presume train drivers must have similar. Things. <laughs> Mind the gap. Yeah, you know, this kid uh, was going to risk his life to save everybody. But it's typical companion behaviour. Yeah, we can to save their doctor. And, yeah, the doctor just saying, oh, well, no, there you go. Simple solution. Stop being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she does it, the way it's written is exactly like something a doctor would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will miss that hairband, but, yeah, every time <laughs> I use it, I'll uh, think <laughs> I'm going to save it. I mean, she, Clara, you know, really did. She was awesome in this. I mean. Well, she is pretty much good in it. In most things she does, I think yeah. it's just some people doesn't relate to it. Some people have problems with it. People will always have problems with companions. Now this but, was but, cool. 
But th that is the whole point of the, this run of episodes is that she does try to become the doctor, doesn't she? Mm. I mean, it, 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 in a way, and, and even though he smacks her down at the end of this, I love that TARDIS. That's mm. cool. Yeah, uh, and I like the idea. I as well, that. Do they have that out? The little cube. Yeah, it is, but it's expensive it. as hell. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But even a speeding train can't stop these. Yeah, I was going to say that. Even that train on the wall—that's very good. But it kind of reminds me of like that SpongeBob SquarePants episode oh, where yeah. Sponge, you know SpongeBob right. doodle. Do you know, so, yeah, so you can't really stop like do a doodle. <laughs> Just gotta put it on paper. Yeah. Mm. See, it looks like a little kind of Pandorica, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it does. But it's a it's a fantastic concept, really. That you think, uh, yeah because the, they've made reference to this before that not just is it a device for traveling in space and time you would have armies of TARDISes where they would go to war so it would make sense for something like that to have a siege mode a complete sort of shutdown as a protection last resort type thing mm -hmm. and I love the mood lighting in the TARDIS there yeah and and I love this because Clara comes up with their own idea, you know, to save the day. Yeah. Use it using her companion. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah, brilliant. Because what was he in trouble for? Graffiti. But he's an artist. He's a street yeah. artist. I just wish somebody would have punched that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the point, though, isn't it? The point is that, you know, at the end of the day, you don't always save all the good people. You save some unworthy people as well. Yep. Come on, graffiti boy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, do you think you can manage a door? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and it's cool because they didn't tell you what it was. You know, I mean, they did a, such a brilliant job of uh, putting the door on there, but you didn't know it until the paper came off. Yeah, that's true. Because that really looks like a door. Yeah. It's just lucky he had his spray cans with him, really. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like the best of compa He's like Ace. She's always got her nitro nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's always going to have his spray paint. Yeah. I mean, this these guys over so... Uh, it's brilliant. Guys. Look at that, man. It's oh. brilliant. It's two-dimensional beings trying to find out what three dimensions are like, and they get it so wrong. Yeah. And they're using the people they've murdered. That's, that's just a brilliant, scary thing. Yeah. Why is it fading? Oh. It's like, I'm so tired of this set already, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's also emotional, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the only criticism you can have about this is wouldn't that energy, like, set the paper door on fire? You know, but... <laughs> It's Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. Isn't that right, Philip? The moon is the egg. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you never expect yeah, it to be real. It's, di no, exactly. it's dimensional energy. Um, so it yeah. doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's from a different dimension, so it went a bit for you. But yeah, this is it. She's taking yeah, it. This is Everything so awesome. she's learned so far, you use their strength and you turn their power against them. Mm -hmm. And that's how you beat it. And there you have it.
Dimensional energy defeats blue tack. Yeah. <laughs> and here he goes, he goes, I got the power. <laughs> wearing that wearing that, he kinda looks heartless when he's all like wrapped up. Yeah. And, it, and there we are. That's cool. Tardis is back to her normal self. Come on, and, girlfriend. And then and then this I like the way it flies down and it just lands. It's just like Boom. Boom. And this bit coming out when he like kind of struts, he kind of like runs out, but he's all like serious. I mean, it was funny and cool at the same time. I tried to talk to you. <sighs> but this this goes back to everything that we've had going up through the series so far. Am I yeah. a good guy? Am I a bad guy? He's trying to justify his own reaction to this. Yes. Yeah, he's telling him I gave you a chance and you didn't take it. So now I'm going to kill you. Well, yeah, you, you're monsters. You, you just want to come here and just create havoc and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I, I love, love this. this. So it is. Exactly. <laughs> Rips the jacket open. The man the that stopped the monsters. Prop. Yeah. That's my favorite line. The man who stops the monsters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and if you think about it, that plays back with uh, like Eleven when he said to that kid, you know. The kid goes, are you afraid of monsters? He goes, no, monsters are afraid of me. Afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and here he goes, and he goes, I'm the one who stops the monsters. The boneless. Mm -hmm. That's it. This, this was when, yeah, there, was no, it, there wasn't any doubt for me before that, but that two minutes there, you can see the snarling, the sort of like, yeah, the, the turn of the attitude. Before he turns back to look at Clara, he's yeah. there, and he's angry. That was where I think, Jeremy, death, I want to see more of this aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll kick ass, Doctor. I mean, right. this, was, this was my favorite episode of the whole, like, season, and this is what really got me hooked on, on Capaldi, this, this episode here. But, but, but like, Tim, you just said, though, it was there from the beginning anyway. Mm. It was all there. Yeah. yeah. But if anything, that just consolidated it. Yeah. This just gave me an opportunity to make mm. a speech, which, unfortunately... And I, like the, and I like this guy, too, where he's like, oh, I'm alive. Thank you. Well, yeah, everyone is thanking Clara, not thanking the doctor, which is a complete change of situation because well, she's the one running the show. Yeah, she's and, the doctor. And this is cool. Well, not with this guy. but no, everyone, Everyone's reaction. Like, you know, the train driver's touching the ground. Uh, Rixie calls his mum. But he just, like, comes out, oh, my shoelaces undone. Just do that. You notice the old guy <laughs> mentions the forest and the trees, which will yeah, that's next it. Week. The idea of you let the brush burn to save the great trees and everything like that. Other people don't matter. Yeah, and I like it where he said, "Yes, a lot of people died, and uh, some wrong people survived." But Clara doesn't care. We saved the world, right? Yeah, checks and balances. But he says, "I do it to save other people from having to make those crappy decisions." Yeah. Yeah, the idea that when she thinks, you know, she's quite proud of herself, quite pleased with herself, but he cuts her down to size superbly, saying, yeah, yeah, you were good, but that's not you. You were yeah. too good out here. But it's more of like, remember when Courtney was, am I special? Well, remember previous doctors like Tennant and Smith were like, you, of course you're special, but this doctor is more of, well, yes, you're important, but you're not, you know. Yeah, you're not as good as me. Yeah. Rixie doesn't thank the doctor as well. He thanks Clara. It's so well staged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they didn't really hang out with the doctor the whole time, did they? Mm. Mm. No, but as well, though, they're attributing, they're saving 
to everything she's done. What he did at the end was you know, now she ignores his call. Now she ignores mm. his call. They're playing upon what you were saying earlier, Tim. Like, yeah, yeah. Talk to Soldier Boy. Yeah, talk to Soldier Boy. Yeah, and and also, I mean, I never cared about the whole Danny Clara thing, but in this one, it just showed how, you know, did she really care about him? You know, because it was so easy for him, her to ignore his call. Yeah, yeah but, she, but she, she's lying to him, therefore she's got to keep up the lie. Oh. She, uh, here's Missy. Oh, my God, golly, well. Now, this is what I still don't understand this bit. I chose you well. I well think, think, it, about it, think about it this way, Phil. She said, who was the lady in the shop that gave her the number? She, that was her. That, that, that was Clara, right? I mean, that was... Uh, Missy. Missy. I do think that um, that's the whole point of her character is that she is a bossy control freak and she wants to have her cake and eat it too. Yeah. And mm. she's learning the hard way that that never works, especially with a doctor. That's it, because she said, that's it. I admit it, I was a good doctor. Yeah, you were, you were, you were a great doctor, but goodness had nothing to do with it. Completely exactly. Down mm -hmm. Because she, he... You're, that's not my Clara. You've yeah. become something different. You've become more like me, and that's not necessarily. I don't know whether thing. I'm a good guy or a bad guy. Uh, yeah, I I just have to make the crappy decisions that I've got. Yeah, and that's not you. I don't want that for you. And th that's what's quite good about that. There's so many subtexts to this. Yeah. To Jamie Matheson's writing, you had Very it. Good. Yeah, the previous episode, you can analyze it on like five different levels and it all sinks into the you know the so, width of the season so he's trying to keep her in check and not let her go beyond her boundaries of who she is yeah well i wouldn't say that but i mean it's like tim said that there's many ways to look at it and this the, the, the series as a whole has been building up to this like i said it's subplot it's all subplot with clara and danny it's all subplot with clara and the doctor you have your adventure of the week but these are, this is the arc, this is subtle arc that goes throughout the whole run of episodes, mm -hmm. which is why you get to where you do at the end of it. Yeah. And it's, it's, You've got the truth and lies is yeah. one, one level. Yeah. You've got the uh, good man, bad man on another level. Relationship of the doctor and Clara trying mm -hmm. to get that to work. So yeah, that's well, and, and her stepping up her game because she's she's you know what I told you once I'll go I'll go with you but it's gonna be on my terms now go get coffee you know that <laughs> kind of thing and, and you know what he plays along he plays along but he knows her better than she knows herself in a lot of ways I yeah. think they proved that with this episode because she's like you said she's all pleased with herself like I did good didn't I, I did good and she did do good. But he, he, he points out, you know, that uh, you did good, yeah. but it wasn't really good, was it? I mean, yeah, yeah and exactly. Also, a, lot, a lot of people died. A lot of Dan people died. Yeah. Danny, Danny said, you know, when you start changing and he starts asking you things to do that you shouldn't be doing, and she said, they say, well, I'm going to lie to them. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to give them hope because people with hope, they run faster. People who do, don't, they dawdle and they end up dead. So it's it's a complete change in her character. So it's the sort of the, the weird triangle type thing as well you've got between Clara, Danny and the Doctor, which is like another layer on this cake that you had on the series. It's, and and that's you, why the writing was really spectacular. And if you think about it, the Doctor has never, I don't remember the Doctor ever really gloating. I mean, the closest he got was... Uh, waters of mars when he decided to do whatever he wanted to do and that didn't end up all that great but you know he's never really like you know pounded his chest like hey look at me you know but clara was like "Ooh, i did good i was adopted you know so i mean i just liked that how she was brilliant 
in this episode, but also at the end, he reminded her, you know, you know, you were good, but you're yeah. not. Put, you're not me. Put yourself. Put yourself. He basically put her in check of, okay, you did, you did great. That was great, but think about the consequences of the things that happened. Yeah. That you didn't think about. People have died. Yeah. So. And and also, what's interesting, if you think about it, every time. And where Kate, uh, uh, there's a few instances where the doctor was actually upset when somebody, you know, you know, died. You know, like, like thinking way back with Christopher Eccleston um, uh, when they were on that, like, uh, you know, satellite, you know, and that blonde girl, you know, Jay. you know, Jay. It, yeah. Yeah, when she got killed, you know, he was really upset. But there's a lot of people that's died through the years, you know, uh, you know, um, because of like alien invasions that the doctor just could not save, you know, and very rarely would he, you know, act like emotional, whereas with the companions, the companions would always be like, oh my God, this is awful, oh my God, you know, you know, or, or wasn't there like an episode where somebody was like, you know, look at all these people that died, or uh, the one with, um, uh, well, it was Chris, uh, not Christmas Invasion. Um, it was well, in Journey's End, Davros. That's the but, Runaway Bride. The, oh, the yeah, Runaway Bride. Remember when all those people got hurt, and the doctor was like totally like whatever. And Donna was saying, "Look, you're a doctor. Help these people." And he was like, "Whatever." Well, and you know, so Clara did this too. Clara didn't show. Clara didn't show, like, emotion, too much compassion. emotion when the people, yeah. yeah, compassion when the people were dying, you know. It's, so, it's like, the idea of, um, that you had in Time Heist, although it's not my best, it's all like, why do they call you the doctor? Is it because of the professional detachment? There was that detachment of Clara. Right. In this. Yeah. But what I would say about this as well is that, yeah, we've talked a lot about them, but what I would say is um, uh, Fenton, Christopher Fairbank, it, he acts his socks off in this. Yes, yeah, the, the, the character is brilliant because we're used to in Doctor Who having characters who are unlikable, but they redeem themselves in the end. This yeah. guy is—he's a complete shit from start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone's going to die, and he doesn't just because he's that—you know—self-serving that he get, makes it through to the end. He's not, he's not even gra grateful at the end. He doesn't say thank you. No. No. Well, there like, goes. I'm glad to be alive. Bye. You know, yeah. people, people, people died, but they were scum anyway. But as long as I'm all right. That's <laughs> all right. So do you think he's going to be a recurring character? No. no. Uh, I don't think so. But I'll no. give his juice because he did that. He did that. And I don't think anyone who's ever watched that episode that I've spoken to has liked his character. Yeah. No, that's the point. You're not supposed to. He, yeah. Like you said, he's just a, uh, you know, but that's that's reality, though, true. I mean, any disaster you have, there's going to be a bunch of... A, a you always get these little guys who've got a little bit of power, and that's it. That's their bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have dominion over you, and tough shit. Don't didn't, that, didn't, didn't we have that kind of character in Voyage of the Dam, where you had that posh dog bloke who uh, got saved? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah because he was like whiny all like yeah well and yeah. think about it with the finale uh remember clara basically betrays the doctor and she says i betrayed you and then he says something along the lines of do you really think i would just 
leave you alone so much that because he cares for her he says something along the lines of that and Stephen Moffat yeah. said in an exclusive thing for BBC America that he said they don't know how to say you're the most important thing to each other they don't know they know they are but they don't know how to convey it to each other yeah. yeah so well yeah but I guess we will wrap up our episode 10 of Whovians on the Go Next week, we will be doing Philip's favorite episode of the season. You must <laughs> be joking. But into, the for, into the forest of the night. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. <laughs>